Good morning, everybody. Good to see you uh, in the building. Uh, my name's Iron, and uh, I think one of the, the kind of strange things about lockdown is that I, I kind of feel that I don't know some of you. And uh, there's some faces here I don't know, um, so you might not know me. My name's Iron. Lovely to see you this morning. First question for you this morning before we read uh, a short Bible passage: What is your favourite smell? What's your favourite smell? Tell the person next to you, if you're at home, if you're here, and it's safe to do so, tell the person next to you, what's your favorite smell and why? 10 seconds, go. (laughs) Any on the chat? Oh, yes. We've got bacon sandwiches, because they make me think of Rest and Holidays from Anna. Anybody here like to shout out favourite smell and why? Apple crumble with cinnamon in it that's just come out of the oven. Hello. (laughs) Should we just stop now and go home and eat? Uh, Anybody else? You had a great one. Fish and chips. Seems to be very food orientated. Any others? Yes. Yeah, flowers, blossom, right now, they're kind of walking past trees in blossom and think, oh, wow, that's amazing. Somebody else? Yeah. White pepper reminding you of your granny. Great. Anything else here? Oh, I miss, can't see it. Coffee, of course. Melted chocolate. We seem to be a very food-orientated church. Here's the reading this morning. We are thinking about a short passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Paul is writing his second letter well, that we know of to the Corinthians. There are probably more. Um, Paul is trying to, was trying to address some unrest in the church, mainly because he said he was going to come and spend a long time with them, and uh, he wasn't then able to. So there was a bit of unrest. And then he kind of, he starts to kind of explain himself, and then he goes off on one, and for about five chapters just talks about other things. And he starts like this, but thanks be to God, this is 2 Corinthians 2, 14, but thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal processions in Christ, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Just going to read it again, it's quite short. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So this morning, I just want to very briefly think about what does it mean to be the aroma of Christ to God? So those smells that we started off thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if people said, uh, what's your favourite smell? I love the smell of this person because it's the smell of Christ. Wouldn't that be amazing? And we need to be careful with like, the language of smell and all that. But um, Paul starts with two pictures in this, in this short passage. Uh, which you just need to unpack a bit. The first is um, this picture of this procession. 
Uh, thanks be to God who always leaves us, leads us in a triumphal procession. And immediately at the time, if somebody says triumphal procession, people are going to start thinking about the triumphal processions of Rome. That if you were a general and you had uh, won a famous victory, you would get to process through Rome in a triumphal procession, you at the front, your soldiers behind, and then behind them you'd have the captors. And all around, all the people would be burning incense as a way of kind of celebrating your great success as you approach the emperor to be, um, to be rewarded, I guess. <clears throat> um, so that's the picture there where, where Paul talks about cry, always being led in a triumphal um, procession. What's interesting, I think, for me is just kind of comparing that picture of a Roman procession with actually what Paul is saying. Because I note here that Paul says, um, he said, God, who always leads us in a triumphal procession. Not, not just kind of sometimes, or not if we've done something good or done something bad, but in, by, by the fact that we are followers of Christ, we are always in this triumphal procession of God. And the procession isn't our procession. So whereas that Roman procession was to celebrate um, the whole army led by the general, this procession is a procession in Christ. And it's not because of um, our efforts in the battle, it's because of what Christ has done. And, and great songs this morning, and picking up on some of the teaching from last week, it's because of the grace of Christ. We stand in this procession, this triumphant procession, not because we were on the cross, or we fought the battle, but because Christ has done it for us. We are in Christ and in this procession. And that's really reassuring for me for two reasons. I think, first of all, it's a place where nobody can boast. So you, you can't boast that you're in the triumphal procession of Christ. Because you're a follower of Christ, you are in it. Not because of what you did, but because of what Christ did on the cross. But secondly, you can't feel excluded from the triumphal procession if you are in Christ. You are in. It says, thanks be to God, who always leads us in the triumphal procession. Not, not how's your week been? You know, oh, messed up, Monday to Thursday, didn't do very well, not in the triumphal procession this week. No, 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 no. If you are in Christ, you are in the, the triumphal procession. And, and, and just kind of a little extra picture, I was thinking about actually when you walk in a procession, sometimes the weaker, if you start to feel a bit tired and you start to feel, oh, I've had enough of this, actually just being in a procession with people makes you, makes you kind of keep going a bit, doesn't it? And sometimes actually, if you're feeling really weak, there's something about maybe even linking arms with people around you who are struggling to be in the procession. And maybe a picture of just church and looking out for people who are struggling. But I think the first, the first message is this, Thanks be to God, who always leads us in a triumphal procession, and the procession is in Christ. I also note that Paul, when he wrote this, I always, I always struggle with Paul because he's such, this, such a huge character, isn't he? He's, he's, he's so amazing. And, um, but three, three chapters later, he kind of explains how he's feeling. And, and, I, and I just read this out as a, as a way of saying, do you know what? Even in the really rubbish times, you are in the triumphal procession. So Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians 6, 3, um, as servants of God, we commend ourselves to you in every way. 
in great endurance, and this, this is the things that he's going through. Paul says, I'm in great endurance, in troubles, in hardship and distresses, in beatings. Okay, so just imagine that. So how's your week been? Oh, you know, I didn't do so well on some of the things I'm, I'm trying to work on as a Christian. Did you get beaten up this week for being a Christian? Uh, in imprisonments. Okay, so uh, you know, I'm, if I've had a bad week, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my faith is so weak, I can't get through this. Uh, but I've not been in prison this week. Uh, I've not had to go through riots in hard work, in sleepless nights and hunger. And then he goes on and says, you know, there's good things going on, purity and understanding and patience and kindness, um, in Holy Spirit and sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God. And then he goes on, we, we feel... Um, we're known, but yet regarded as unknown. We're dying, and yet we live on. We're beaten and not yet killed. We're sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, yet possessing everything. Just think that captures this sense of, it doesn't matter how you're feeling, what your week's been like, whether you've been beaten, or whether you're, you, you've got the kind of power of righteousness in your right hand and you're going forward, you are in the triumphal procession this week. So, given the fact that we are in Christ, the Father spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him through us. Think about those um, smells you talked about at the start. We need to be, we are, we are the aroma of Christ, the smell of Christ, the fragrance of Christ through, um, in our week, and, and God is working out his purposes through us. So that's the first picture, the kind of triumphal procession picture. The second picture um, that Paul picks up on is this idea of being the aroma of Christ. And, and I love the fact it's an aroma and a fragrance, it's not a smell, okay? <laughs> the aroma of Christ. For we are, to God, the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Later on in Ephesians, Paul picks up, he kind of says the same thing, but he nuances a little bit. In Ephesians 5 verse 2, he says this, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. I'll just read that again. Paul says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. I think, fundamentally, the aroma of Christ is love, isn't it? The aroma of Christ, if we are the aroma of Christ, the aroma of Christ is love. And if you're reading, if you're listening to Paul at the time, as soon as Paul says, the aroma of Christ, you're going to have triggered in your mind some of the Old Testament language around sacrifice. Because the whole system of Old Testament sacrifice, God continually says it's, a, it's an aroma pleasing to God. That's where that picture comes from. Uh, so, for example, in, in Exodus 29, 18, it's a burnt offering to the Lord, a pleasing aroma, an offering made to the Lord by fire. And, and there's that sense that as soon as Paul uses the word aroma, we should be thinking, oh, He's referring also, he's kind of triggering in our mind thoughts around this sacrificial system. 
And I was just thinking, and, and, and these are just entirely my thoughts, and this is not a definitive list, but some of the, the aromas around the sacrifice are to do with love and picking up on that passage we just read about the imitators of God uh, 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 as, as love children and live a life of love. And I think part of the sacrifice system, the first thing is, is to show God you love him just through worship. Um, so bringing your, your sacrifice was, was, was an act of worship. You know, Father God, you are amazing. You are the creator God. You are all powerful. You created everything. You sustained life. And I worship you. And this act that I'm about to do is an act of worship. I think the aroma of the Lord, uh, the aroma is, is also around um, love shown in holy living, that sacrifice system. Um, look, we get it wrong, yeah, but but one of the calls of being Christians is to be imitators of God, to live a holy life. Be holy, God says, because I'm holy. And when we get holiness wrong, which we all do, we have this opportunity in the Old Testament to, to sacrifice something, to say sorry. In the New Testament, thank God we're in Christ. And by asking for forgiveness, we can receive forgiveness. So part of that kind of love to God is, is around holy living. And part of it is, is love shown in an offering to God. God, this is what, I can, this is what I'm bringing to you. In, you know, in the Old Testament, it, it might have been a, a prescribed thing, a sheep or a, or a pigeon or something. Thankfully, we don't have to do that. Um, but here's my act of love to you today, Lord. This is what I'm bringing. It's, it's an hour of my time. It, it's my creative thinking. It's part of my salary. It's, it's the things I have I'm going to share this is my offering. This, it's five loaves and two fish. Whatever it is, it's, my, it's an hour of admin. I'm really good at admin. So here's some of my time, Lord, to do some admin. I'm really good at phoning up people and asking how they are and checking in on them. I'm going to give you this. This is my offering to you, Father God. Another aspect of the sacrifice system is, is love shown through, through sacrifice, the actual act of sacrificing something, the actual act of saying, this actually hurts me a little bit to give you. Uh, I've paid for this sheep, or here is my lamb. Uh, we could either eat this as a family, uh, or we're going to give it to you. Um, this is actually quite, hurts me a little bit. But I, I, out of love, I totally sacrifice this to you. I'm not holding back. I'm not, I don't feel negative about this. This is my act of love to you. So those are some things, I think, when, when Paul talks about the aroma of Christ, um, those are some things that are part of the aroma, that the aroma of Christ is love, and those are some things which I thought about in terms of the sacrificial system. As New Testament Christians, as we are, when we hear that word aroma, maybe there's another thing that triggers in our mind, which is right at the other end of the Bible in Revelation, where um, John, the writer of Revelation, talks about the prayers of the saints being like a, a fragrance of, to God. Um, he says this, and when he had taken it, that's the lamb, that's a picture of Jesus, had taken the scroll, the elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And I wonder whether also in that language of being the aroma of Christ to God, there's something around prayer and how we're praying. So look, we are the aroma of Christ. We are that kind of smell of Christ in our weekly place if we're Christians. So what I'm about to say, please don't think, oh, I'm now being asked to do some work, you know, to, to work up to this. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that we are the aroma of Christ, but like you, I would like to be 
um, a stronger aroma of Christ in my week? Would you? Is that, is that our goal? Um, would we like, yeah, to be that sort of fragrance of Jesus in our, in, our, in our weak places? And so I wonder whether there's some nudges around some of the things I've just talked about for you and for me this week. In terms of how we show love to the people that we mix with. So I wonder if there's a nudge for you, and, and this is just an I wonder, so it's not a kind of thou shalt, it's an I wonder. Is there a nudge for you or for me around worship this week? How, how's your worship life? Is, have we forgotten in our, in our daily prayer time to just spend some time worshipping this amazing, beautiful God of grace? Do we start our prayer times with just remembering who we are and who God is? And our relationship to this Father, who's also creator of the cosmos, who's also the sustainer of all things. How's your worship life? Is there a nudge there for you this week in terms of just sharpening up or strengthening the aroma of Christ? What about holy living? How's our holy living? Anything crept in this week? Is there a little nudge there, actually, in my thought life, in my acting life? there is something that's creeped in we're in Christ we have this glorious opportunity to say I've done this wrong I'm getting this wrong this has crept in please forgive me please give me the strength to overcome it how's your holy living this week what about your offering is there a nudge there what are we giving to our Father God this week look I get that we're all really pressured in time and, and all those kind of, but what's God, what could we offer to God? What, what, what are your gifts, your talents, your strengths? What can you give to God? Because we know he's the God, right? He does the five loaves and two fishes thing and feeds 5,000. So, so it's not kind of like, oh, you know, this is, this is so pathetic. No, no, no. Bring it to God. What's your offering? Is there a nudge there for you this week? I don't know. Is there a nudge for me? Is, is there a nudge around sacrifice? Are we holding something really tightly? Is there a nudge there that actually, I could give this. I could sacrifice this. I could let this go to God. I wonder if there's a nudge there. And I wonder if there's a nudge around prayer. And these are just, please, again, these are just nudges. Um, is there a, actually, to, yeah, to, to really sharpen up my aroma of Christ uh, this week, it'd be great if I spent more time praying. It'd be great if I was lifting up some people to God. It'd be great if I was pressing in some places because we know prayer changes things. If we don't pray, pray things don't change. Um, is, that, is that a nudge for you this morning? So we, we thought about the fact that we are in Christ in this procession. We just are, so we don't have to work hard at that. We thought about actually there are some things around being the aroma of Christ where maybe we could just uh, be a bit, more, a bit stronger in our aroma of this wonderful Christ. And, and the last bit in this passage um, is just the end of it where he says, for we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. God sees us and smells us as the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. And it's a really good job we know who, who those people are, right? It's a really good job we know who are being saved and who are, being, who are perishing so we can just concentrate on the people who are being saved. Oh no, that's not how it works. So we are called 
to be this aroma of Christ to everybody we meet this week. So just think now, who are you meeting this week? What does your week look like? might be really different. Uh, I'm sure it'd be really different for everybody here. Who are you meeting in the flesh? Who are you meeting through Zoom? Who are you meeting online? What's your, how's your online fragrance of Christ going? What I'd quite like to do, I'm just going to finish now. Um, just have a, a, about two or three minutes of silence. And I'm going to ask that we just invite the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us. And around two particular things. And I'm going to really encourage you to hold your hands out if you'd like to. Um, at home as well, join us in this. Two things to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are the nudges this week that, that are going to strengthen my aroma of Christ? It might be around worship, holy living, offering, sacrifice, prayer. It might not be. Those are just some things that I've thought about. Holy Spirit, are there any nudges this week that you want me to move into that will make the aroma of Christ stronger in me? And the second thing I'd like you to think about and pray now is, Holy Spirit, just bring to mind people who I'm meeting this week, and is there anything I need to, to be doing to show them the love of Christ? To show them the love of Christ, because that's the aroma of Christ. So I'm just going to leave two or three minutes now for you to spend some time with your Father God, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and minister, and just give you nudges. And remember, the Spirit is is the, per, is, is the active person of God. He does not condemn. So if you're hearing a voice in your head saying, oh, you've really messed up, that's not the Spirit speaking. We're asking the Holy Spirit to do nudges for us, to help us to be stronger in the aroma of Christ in our week, either in those areas or bring into mind people who we mix with, who we could even pray for now. So two or three minutes, and then I'll finish with a blessing. So staying in that place of prayer, I just want to bless us as we think about those nudges and we think about those people we want to pray for and be the love of Christ this week. And so in Jesus' name, I bless you to be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. In Jesus' name, I bless you to live a life of love, just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for you. In Jesus' name, I bless you to be a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God, especially in this week to come. Amen.